She turned to face the door, knowing what she would find instead. What big eyes you have, she whispered. The better to see you through your lies, he said. What large hands you have. The better to strangle you with, my dear. What sharp teeth you have. (laughs) The better to drink your blood with, he said with a laugh. Is that what you expect me to say? I know this story better than you do. The wolf wins in my version. She thought of the black wolf she once knew in another life. A black wolf that never willingly left her side. The wolf wins in mine, too. Hello and welcome to episode 282 of Under the Cull of MS. The normal Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, hell stuff, a little bit of whatever. Today we got a small stack of comics to go through. Starting out with DC Black Label, Batman vs. Big B, A Wolf in Gotham. This is book two. We're getting a little deeper into the story. Last time we talked about this, Batman had Big B all chained up in his bat cave. And when this issue starts, we get to see that the bat cave is destroyed. And Big B has escaped. Batman doesn't know whether he did it or if. Someone broke him out and did it. But as this goes on, we get to see Robin training a ton of other Robins. (laughs) That's some pretty badass training going on here. But I wasn't sure what the philosophy was behind having a bunch of Robins in the house of the bat working to become the next prodigy. Cause if you have a bunch of kids together, it's just going to be like everything else, martial arts classes and stuff like that, where you're going to have good and bad come from it. But Batman uses the Robins to do some extra reconnaissance for him. Keep an eye out on the city. See what's going on around him. And Bruce Wayne has to go to an event, and while he's at the event, he runs into Bigby, and a bunch of other events happen around the area, and you're just going to have to read it to find out. But this story's still going strong. Still very enjoyable. Um, And Bigby character is just like I was hoping he's... Just like he was in Fables and stuff like that. So, got his attitude, but he keeps his wits on his shoulders. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this run. It's a 12-issue run, I believe. So, Then we got Darkhold Iron Man the other day. We talked about Darkhold Blade. 
and in this one i think actually there's a might be a synopsis yeah there's a little synopsis in here billionaire playboy and genius industrialist tony stark was kidnapped during a routine weapons test his captors attempted to force him to build a weapon of mass destruction instead he created a powered suit of armor that saved his life from that day on he used the suit to protect the world as the invincible avenger iron man or at least that was his story until he read from the dark hold in an attempt to stop the elder god kathan from manifesting on earth and the pages of the sinister book showed him a more twisted path this was a fun twist on the whole Iron Man story, you get the basis, it's the same story, the whole layout, we get to see Tony come back home, and he's surviving in his suit with his little iron heart set up in it, and along the way, the suit, he basically changes the suit this time to repair the body inside the suit. And, of course, our bodies are useless the way they are, so the suit takes over and decides to make a whole different body in the suit. And you got to read it to see how, how Tony and the suit become one and what all happens around them. It's definitely... An, I like these dark cold stories because they're kind of like a what-if story you're seeing a different version of everything i enjoyed the blade one now i'm kind of wishing i would have picked up a few more but i'll i'll find them down the road in bargain bins i'm sure there's always so much so many extra marvel and dc comics out there that you can easily find unsold copies sitting in bargain bins eventually down the road Unlike the independent comics that are more limited printings, such as The Living Corpse Relics, this is issue four of six. I thought I ordered issue one, but never received it. But I get this one. And I'm like, screw it, even though I got the other one probably coming and now i'm debating on possibly today buying the trade paperback version of this because i found it on a 50 percent off deal and was considering buying it but i'm not sure yet i will have to think about it throughout the day and decide before the sale ends but in this one we get to see uh prisoner in a padded cell at a loony bin being treated by a new doctor and this prisoner apparently thought he died and became a zombie and ended up killing and eating his family and then getting arrested for it and here you get to see what the doctor does to try and help this patient possibly 
do what he can to try and fix them some. See if we can change things. And while this is all happening, we also learn about some dark character that happened to be part of the events that got this character killed. Oh, hit by something that damaged a bunch of things. And you got to read it to decide whether or not he was actually dead. But it was a fun, enjoyable horror story layout. And this was by American Mythology Productions. This is number four of six. So I had number one coming still. I haven't heard about these before, so I didn't didn't come across anything until now. And now you're just getting little pieces of things from here and there. But... And then the fun little little guys on the run from MFKZ from Happy Tank and 619 Behemoth Productions. We got number five. This one's done in black and white. I like how they're kind of changing the stories up. Here and there, this one kind of gives a little play of Big Trouble in Little China, but it's Big Trouble in Big Trouble in Little Tokyo, and we get to see the guys hanging out with their new group of clan fans. <laughs> they ended up saving the top guy of the this clan, and they're talking it out, and while they're talking it out another clan shows up and a bunch of bunch of action just takes place with lots of weaponry lots of bloodshed lots of confusion and packing and running and just different types of warriors dropping in it's just it's a lot of fun just watching all this stuff happen and see what different characters pop up and into the pages of, of this issue. And we get to find out one of the head guys is a female, but she calls her, herself Mr. So that way she doesn't get defaced by other clans and stuff. But yeah, we get some pretty wicked warriors in this one. <laughs> if you like Hit Girl and stuff like that, you're going to like this style of comic. Lots of bloodshed, lots of choppy choppy. <laughs> but I'm hoping we didn't really get back to the wrestlers and the Lucha Libris. I'm hoping that the next issue goes back to them more. This run's still going strong, I believe. I'm not sure if it's an ongoing run or if the next one, number six, is the finalization to it. I thought it was a short run. That's why I decided to stick with it for now. But, yeah, I just want to see the guys get back to their original apartment, get back to their 
little family of cockroaches <laughs> that have to be missing them because he was feeding the cockroaches some pretty good stuff. So if they're not there, the cockroaches are probably terrorizing all the other neighbors in the apartment complex. But yeah, we get to see a little bit more with that little black, mysterious black hole thing. It's like the guy's the one skeleton character just goes around with all their all bunch of action is happening and goes around collecting weapons and stuffing them into this little black hole thing because <laughs> it doesn't change the weight of it and the weapons are there for later on to stick your hand in there and grab a weapon and use it. <laughs> It's a fun storyline. All right. Then a strange, interesting, and fun storyline. Also, we have Vampiverse. This is the final one that we're going to talk about today. Vampiverse, Vampiverse, issue number two by Dynamite. We get a little deeper into this. I'm going to read this beginning part just because I like how they did it. Uh, so many threads in the fabric. So many realities. So many vampirellas. In this particular world, this one that this issue is in, Vampirella was forced to marry Dracula in order to save humanity. I know, crazy, right? But she couldn't stand to let the bad guys win. So she adopted another identity. One of an angry vampire god. That would punish her. Worships or punish her worshippers. If they disappointed her. She called herself Bloodwing. And she put fear into the hearts of Dracula. And his minions. Eventually defeating Dracula. In a battle to the death, Bloodwing, Vampirella, realized that this world was badly damaged and that she was going to need to take control in order to protect it. She did take control, but things just went from bad to worse. The world got darker, and so did she. Soon she was less Vampirella and more Bloodwing, punishing the world for disappointing her. And she's pretty much a crusty, crippled, just getting all old and falling apart type character. And we get to see Vampirella, another Vampirella, come and attack her. Deal with things, and then we have a vampirella go to another world where there's another different type, another type of realm where there's another type of vampirella that we get to see. And she is our main vampirella, is still traveling with the book, which is this ghostly like character that can that is the actual book that she's carrying. And in this world, we kind of get a Mad Max type Vampirella, which is kind of cool. She's got this little, I don't know what he is. He's like a baby man <laughs> that likes to blow things up. 
But yeah, it's fun watching what happens. She has to deal with a giant creature that comes out of the earth and ends up poisoning her. And we get to see a bunch of issues with a bunch of zombified characters in here. And it's just it's a fun little Mad Max style story that we get out of this one. And this runs interesting. It's fun seeing all the different styles of Vampirella throughout the different realms, dimensions, whatever you want to call it. But I'm not sure how long this run's going to go for either. I thought this was going to be a short run of six or something like that. But they could easily go longer, but it is kind of dragging into some of the other Vampaverse, Vampa, Vampirella style, and Dynamite style comics out there. So, curious if we're going to have crossovers with any of the other characters from the Sacred Six or like Panther, Nyx, uh, Red Sonia, any of those characters from the Dynamite Realm could be popping in here in the future. Once they get down to where there's only a few Vampirellas left and they gotta save what they can to help save humanity before the Bloodwing takes over everything. But if you like Vampirella, check it out. Lots of fun. Dynamite Entertainment. And then, I think we're going to end it there today. I guess got a bunch of stuff going on this week, so my brain's all over the place. I can't, I don't have nothing that I really researched, came across, or anything like that. TV-wise, not, I did get Disney Plus for their big special Disney Plus Day where they released a bunch of, I don't know if it was like 21 new things on Disney Plus or something like that. Got them all on my list, but all I've been watching so far, just all the little shorts. And then I started watching uh, the behind the, I forget what it's called, but it's like behind the rides where they get to, they do one episode at a time of the certain rides that were built over the years and show us how they built them, what they did to change them, what happened with them. It's kind of cool seeing. I watched like the first three. The first one was uh, the Disney Cruise. And it's funny because all these are based there and you get to see the beginnings of them, but the beginnings of them is when I went to Disneyland for the first time. It's like they I got on the Disney cruise, did that one, but and we got to go on Space Mountain, the haunted mansion. I could have swore we did because I remember all the ghost things and stuff. I don't remember the long riding in the carts though. I remember being doing riding in carts, but it looked a lot longer than it was when I was there, but I'm not sure. I'm 
pretty positive I was in there, though, because I remember all the cloudy ghost-type figures. Uh, they showed some things about the Pirates of the Caribbean, which that was broken down when we went. They were still working on it. They had it open for a little while, and then, of course, when we were there, it was broken down. And then uh, they got into the Star Wars one, which I haven't been there for any of this new stuff. So but those look pretty cool. And I like how they show how they do that and the Towers of Terror and all that and modifying the Towers of Terror to update it every so many years update all their rides, most of their rides, every so many years and adapt them to some new shows that are out there nowadays, which is cool how they make them work. And they got all this Guardians of the Galaxy stuff coming up and lots of interesting, fun-looking things. It would be great to be a kid nowadays, as long as you're in a family that actually took you <laughs> to things like that. But it's just fun seeing all these things from back in the day and realizing that we were there one of the first couple of years that a lot of these rides uh, first started operating after all that work putting it all together and stuff because it was 1976 i believe when we went down 75 or 76 but i'm pretty sure it was 76 so yeah the early 70s is when they started bringing in a lot of the new rides and if you get a chance, take a family trip, go anywhere. Definitely go to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Tokyo, Disney France, some one of the Disney places. It's well worth it. You get basically see the world in one area. And there's so many things that adapt to things from around the world. And kids, of course, love it because that's what they grow up on is all the Disney shows, so. But yeah, there's a few things on Disney Plus I want to check out. But not really much. It'll take me more than a month or so to go through, and then I'll probably just drop it again. But yet, hockey season's here, and with Disney Plus, I get my ESPN Plus, and I've been catching up on a lot of hockey games, getting to see my Avalanche play live every night that they're on, and... Also getting the UFC events, so that might make me hold on to Disney Plus for an extra couple months, but we'll see. Hopefully they'll come out with some more stuff on Disney. And I don't have to rely on just ESPN Plus to keep the package. So, But that's it for today. For this segment, be good to you, and we'll, we'll get back to you right after this. Okay, let's get to an MS Health segment. A lot of people have been talking about pain issues, pain, trying to find answers for pain medications and all that on the MS sites. So I figured I'd do a bunch of research on some pain stuff. And since I got to research it, might as well do it with you and do it live and just see what we come up with. Multiple sclerosis is the disease that impacts the nervous system. And it can cause people who live with it a great deal of pain. Doctors typically prescribe one or more of 
of these following seven medications I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to talk about tons of other medications throughout this podcast uh, episode, so don't take those into consideration for being an MS thing. These first seven will be MS-related. For sure, the other ones you'll have to find out by talking to your doctors and finding out what could work for you and work with your pain management team and all that and figure it all out. But I'm just going to give you some synopsises of different types of medications here. Uh, these are used to treat MS symptoms that have seemingly little to do with their original purpose, since much of the pain caused by MS is a result of various nerve problems. And there are few medications developed specifically to handle those type of issues. And many of the medications are prescribed off-label for MS treatment. Many of these medications may have multiple uses in the treatment of common MS symptoms but all of them are used to treat some type of MS pain. Starting out with phenytoin. This medication is most often used for individuals with epilepsy to control seizures. It's an anticonvulsant, but it does an exceptional job treating MS pain sensations caused by demyelination of the sensory pathways. There's amitriptyline, which this medication is a tricyclic antidepressant used for treating clinical depression, but it is often used to treat the annoying and often painful pins and needles sensations in the arms and legs or symptoms of MS. There's carbamazepine, mazepine, carbamazepine, this medication was created to treat seizures and nerve pain. It is usually used in individuals with multiple sclerosis to eliminate shock-like nerve pain, such as the trigeminal nerve pain that occurs in the face. There's nortriptyline. <laughs> These are going to be a lot of fun names, I'm sure. Nortrip. Tiline, nortriptyline. This is another tricyclic antidepressant with off-label nerve pain resolution qualities. The tingling pins and needles or burning pain it treats is often referred to as parathesia. There's clonazepam. This medication falls into a class of drugs called benzodiazepines, diazepines. They are used to suppress central nervous system, CNS, activity, slowing it to relieve pain, spasticity, and tremors that are common side effects of MS. And the last one is gabapentin. This is another anti-epileptic medication that was created to treat seizures for MS. It is often prescribed to help reduce pain due to spasticity, as well as pain from MS lesions. So you definitely want to get one that works with the symptoms that you're having. So talk those over with your doctor. If you see one that might be related to some symptoms that you were having. Uh, 
There are many types of MS pain and understanding how the disease causes pain and the ways to treat it can help you manage symptoms of the disease. It can be caused by the disease itself or other symptoms of the the disease that may lead to pain. For example, if you experience weakness in your leg, the way you walk, your gait could be affected, which may put pressure on other joints, causing knee, hip, and back pain. There are three types of MS pain, neuropathic, musculoskeletal, Uh, phones are going off and I don't have it next to me and I'm sure it's just another telemarketer of the day. You may experience all these oh, muscle skeletal and pain caused by spasticity. You may experience all these types of pains at once or you may go through flares, which are times when you deal with one type of severe pain more than the others. Uh, neuropathic pain, you may experience numbness, tingling, aching in the limbs, trigeminal neuralgia, lerhemides sign. Those classify me muscle skeletal. Pain refers to pain that occurs in the muscles, bones, joints, tendons, ligaments. In MS, this type of pain usually occurs in the neck, wrist, and knees but it can also manifest as back pain or pain in the elbows, shoulders, hips, or ankles. You can put me with that one also. Spasticity pain is a tightening of the muscles that interferes with movement. With spasticity, the legs, arms, or back may stiffen or become tight. You may feel cramping as well. This can make it difficult to move around, and it causes pain not only in the area that has experienced the spasticity, but in adjacent areas as well. You can put me down on that, so I guess I classify for all three. Prescription pain management. Uh, It can be used to treat all types of MS pains. These medications include muscle relaxants, antidepressants, and anti-epileptics and you want to definitely talk to your doctor about them and find out what can work for you and work with your crew to make it the best most comfortable time you can have living this shitty life with us (laughs) keep the monster away from beating on you Muscle relaxants are used to treat spasticity and the pain surrounding the tightening of the muscles. Some that are included with multiple sclerosis are baclofen, tizanidine, diazepam, clonazepam, and dantrolene. Side effects can include dizziness, weakness, headaches, confusion, nausea, tiredness, and constipation. So talk to your healthcare providers about that. Antidepressants, tricyclic antidepressants like amitriptyline are often the first choice for treating neuropathic pain. Other ones would be like dioxepin and imipramine. I've never heard of that one. Anti, well, antidepressants can help treat neuropathic pain. They can also treat depression. So it's like 
two symptoms in one, which is a bonus. Instead of taking two separate pills, you got it all in one. Side effects can include drowsiness, dry mouth, constipation, low blood pressure, and difficulty fully emptying your bladder. Research has found that pain and depression can amplify one another, so if you're in pain, your chances of having depression, symptoms increase, and vice versa. Treating them both at once can help with the pain cycle. And then the anti-epileptics, sometimes known as anticonvulsants, can help with certain types of neuropathic pain like that which occurs trigeminal neuralgia and the Lehermine sign. These include, but are not limited to, clonazepam, gabapentin, and carba, carbamazepine. Some side effects of these might be drowsiness, dizziness, headache, increased appetite, weight gain, and tiredness. Don't need the weight gain, don't need the tiredness, and all that stuff. If they help, they help. Just figure it out with your medical team and do what you can. They do suggest some non-drug pain management. Things you can try to see if it helps with minor pain. Um, There's complementary and alternative practices, CAM such as acupuncture and massage. Cannabis has been approved to treat pain and spasticity in MS. Uh, Living with MS requires a fine balance between engaging in activities that make you feel better, such as exercise, stretching, and eating healthy, And finding the motivation to do those things when you're in pain can be fun. So, there's some more MS-related. Other than that, we don't really have... I don't really see too much other main focused on MS-related pain. Things other than like the corticosteroids, which they'll put you through that if you got symptoms that won't go away. Uh, And you can request those too through your physician. I personally don't take them at the moment. I'll wait till I have severe issues that I just cannot deal with after like a week's worth of pain or whatever. Because I know the side effects of long-term steroid use is not good either. So I'm trying not to get myself into doing that on a regular basis yet. Uh, Let's see. Now we're getting into more of just overall pain relief type medications. Pain relief medicines are used as a part of a strategy to manage short, acute, or long term chronic pain they work by targeting the cause of the pain or by reducing the feeling of pain some pain relief can be purchased over the counter meaning you don't have to use a prescription for from a doctor to access Uh, over-the-counter medicines include paracetamol uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs NSAIDs 
such as ibuprofen, aspirin, diclofenic gels and creams, containing medicines such as NSAIDs and capsaicin that are absorbed through your skin. I I have a prescription, the diclofenic, which when I started it, you had to have a, a prescription for it, but I don't ever see any results when my knees are killing me. I put it on, it just doesn't doesn't really change the situation much for myself as far as aspirins, ibuprofens, and all that shit. Unless I have a severe headache, I don't even bother with them anymore because I've taken so many at different times. I don't really see any thing from it, but my pains are more advanced being secondary progressive MS than something that just comes on and goes here and there. It's more permanent and you just learn to live with it and try and do certain things to help with it. Your doctor may also recommend a prescription medicine such as anti-epileptic medicines such as Prigabalin, Gabapentin, or Carbamazepine antidepressants such as amitriptyline or deloxetine, opioids, for example, such as codeine, morphine, or tramadol. I don't think you're going to see those pushed as much anymore these days now that the opioid epidemic finally getting their slap in the face they deserve. Uh, There are also many ways to reduce pain that don't involve medicines such as stress management, Meditation, exercise, talk to your general practitioner about which alternatives may be useful for you. Uh, As far as the -the over-the-counter pain medicines, the paracetamol, often recommended as the first medicine to try if you have short-term pain. And the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, the NSAIDs, a group of medicines that work by reducing swelling and inflammation and relieving pain. These include aspirin, ibuprofen, and diclofenac. There's going to be a lot of repetitive shit that we're going to come across with these things, but I do have a more longer list I'm going to get to in just a second. I just want to bring up There is all these holistic therapies that you can try. And you'll find holistic therapies probably around your neighborhood or towns close by to you. And some of the things might include things other than what we talked about with acupuncture, acupressure, massage, and all that stuff. There's also things like IV therapies, vitamin shots, ozone therapy, infrared sauna, and ionic foot baths. But these will are kind of like a quick vitamin boost, in my opinion. Is I did want to try the IV vitamin therapy before and see how well it does work as far as giving your body a uplift boost, uplifting boost and stuff like that. But I got a huge list of 426 types of pain medications. I can't exactly 
<clears throat> talk about each individual one because that would take forever. So I'm just going to give you a rough rating and the name of the drugs, I guess. And then you can research yourself. Uh, tramadol, which many of us have heard of before. And, and gabapentum and Norco are right around a 6 out of 10 for rating so far. Uh, and those got up to 400, well, up to 700 reviews, so that's not too bad. But uh, ibuprofen has a rating of 7.8 for 47 reviews. But and ibuprofen's for some... <laughs> You got an itty-bitty pain. <laughs> it's not going to do much for anything serious. Oxycodone runs around at 8. Acetaminophen. Hydrocodone, they both run around at 6. Uh, Delaw did. I'm not going to give the ratings. All these have ratings pretty much between 5 and 10. I'll mention the ones that do have a 10, but they have very few reviews if they do have a 10. There's acetaminophen or hydrocodone, methadone, Tylenol, buprenorphine, oxycotton, which is a big thing out there for a while for the codone freaks. Percocet, buprenix, Celebrix. Lortab, which is Lortabs, and I used to find people selling a lot of these in bars for 10 bucks a tab. You'd say, hear someone say, you want a tab for 10 bucks? It usually was a Lortab. Paracetamol, Naproxen, Ketorolac, Ultram, Amitriptyline, Diclofenac, Acetaminophen or oxycodone, Nucinta. <clears throat> many common names, many names that I've, some names that I haven't heard of. Demerol, some names I haven't heard in, in a long time. Volterin, arthritis pain gel. Aspirin, roxycodone, Aleve. Hydromorphone, acetaminophen codeine, Advil, calicoxib, codeine, morphine, Tylenol, arthritis pain, Voltaren, Motrin, fentanyl, transdermal system, hydroxyzine, lidocaine, Meloxicam, <laughs> nortriptyline, acetaminophen tramadol, hydrocodone ibuprofen, ascriptin, aspergum. I mean, they got a lot of things in here that are repeats or just talking about a pain. Aspiritab, bear aspirin. And, or extra strength. Duloxetine off-label. 
Ezprin, Echotrin, Ekperin, Entercoat, Edidalac, Fentanyl. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going into 10-point ratings because ones that do have very few. Genicoat, Halfprin, Norwick, Aspirin, Oxymorphone, Pregabalin, Tepentadol, Vasilor, Advil liquid gels, arthritis, well, that's arthritis pain relief. <laughs> I mean, it's not a type. Flector patch, map app, mepiridine, Motrin IB, MS Contin. It's like they, uh, these names and why they have to have so many. I don't, I know there's lots of different types of pain, but. You should narrow it down to maybe three per type of pain and get rid of the ones that aren't as good. Naprosyn, Tylenol 8-hour, 7T gummy ES chewable tablets, AG propen, Abinol. I mean, now they're getting into some weird names and a lot of repeats of the different types of aspirins with the different types. Some have gel caps, some are children, some have whatever. You got Apra, Edisol, Orofen. Nice. Conzip, Feverol, Genapap. And I think we pretty much covered the gist of the main ones to even mess with, with multiple sclerosis or any issues related to stuff like that. They just go into too many different, and I suppose they're looking at worldwide because a lot of these names, ETH, Oxydose, Ketamine, Flanix, Pain Reliever, Ketoprofen, Lofenol, Methadose, Naproline, Oxyfast, Peroxicam. And I could go on and on. But why bother? We got, we got the main ones, I think, talked about that we need to focus on. As far as MS related, I mean, it's, it's like tramadol is, is a pain medicine similar to an opioid and is classified as a synthetic opioid. It acts in the central nervous system to relieve pain. It's to treat moderate to severe pain in adults. It's got an extended release warrant, uh, form. And... And that's the thing, too, with all these pain medications and stuff. You just got a ton of different forms of the pain of certain types of pain medications for different levels of pain and different types of pain and all that stuff, too. But, yeah, look at your side effects. See what you're willing to deal with. See what's 
first find out what's classified for your types of pains. Talk to your PCP, your doctor, your, your general practitioner, your neurologist, whoever. Just talk to your medical team. The thing that sucks nowadays is the hospitals because the whole opioid epidemic and all that bullshit started the new thing, the pain management clinic which I'm getting ready to get sent to again. And it's like, all I want is to get off this pain patch and find out what other options I have because it doesn't work well because now that I have both upper and lower dentures, I can stick the one patch under my upper denture and it can be there two to three hours later still. And I usually just wipe it out after about an hour and assume that I got the medication in me, but I don't feel any different. And when I put it in the cheek where it belongs, so it dissolves within a half hour, it just ends up flipping, flopping, moving around, and getting stuck to my lower dentures or somewhere weird. And then I don't get the effects of the medication anyways, and it's a huge waste. Uh, so I want to just get on a pill or something. I want to have this damn patch. But in order to do that, my neurologist is like, well, I can't give you any suggestions. It's like, really? Seriously? You're an MS neurologist and you can't give me any suggestions for MS pain after I'm telling you what I'm dealing with? And it's like, okay, well, here are the suggestions I'd like to offer that I've read and researched about and talked about on my podcast. And I give them things and I accidentally the last meeting screwed up and gave them a thing for my list for my other issues that I have, my fatigue and stuff and depression and all that, but I wanted to wait till I got the pain taken care of first, and then we'd worry about that, but I screwed up and brought the wrong sheet and mentioned something, and my neurologist laughs at me. Well, that's not for pain. Like, well, excuse the fuck out of me, doctor. I'm not fucking doctor to start with, and I'm just giving you a suggestion. And I made a mistake and grabbed the wrong thing. I got cognitive issues. You know, shit that MS people have. <laughs> so you could help me with it. But here's kicking in full force. But that's it for the show anyways today. We talked about enough. Look into your pain medications with your pain people. Don't just go out there and take things willy-nilly and see if they help. Research them, check them out, talk to your doctors about them, and then see what you can get on that'll help you out. That's it for today. Be good to yourself, be good to everybody else. Keep the monster at bay, keep that little prick away. We will get back to you soon. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club, check out Under the Cull, keep on Under the Cull of MS. And I started my new Wellness Wednesday segments, which we'll catch up on tomorrow. And Preform Friday or Far Out Friday or whatever that's going to be. That may be a random segment. may not always be on Fridays. We'll see. It depends how much we have going on because this week is a mess. So I don't know if we will get to it. And besides, my wife has Friday off and I will probably be spending the day with her and wouldn't get to a podcast anyways till late in the day. So we might not do a, do a Friday segment this week. And I wanted to start my new Monday segment this week, but because of all the stuff going on, I am going to push that to next Monday. So hopefully I will get it started then. Other than that, be good.
talk to you again soon.